0: Good evening, and welcome to the August 2nd, 2023 uh, Calabas Transit Authority uh, Board meeting. Um, We're going to start with the CTA and then move on to the COG. So, with that, if everybody could please stand for the pledge. Alvin? I pledge
1: allegiance
2: to the flag of the United States.
1: Please.
0: Before we get to consent, I want to welcome the newest staff member of CTA and the COG, Ann Della Lodo. She came from the County Veterans Affairs, and so, um, board, and and the board. <laughs>
3: Where did you
1: work before? He's a good listener.
0: We <laughs> you forgot your mic. I
1: did?
0: Yep. Hey. We're well, welcome. Hey, we will move on to consent agenda. So we have multiple items on the consent. Are there any... Board members that wish to pull a consent agenda item?
1: Okay. Minutes? I apologize. I need to pull um, item number two,
0: so the meeting minutes. Okay. Are there any other board members that wish to pull? None? Are there any staff members? No. Are there any public comments? Okay. So we, is there a motion to pr- approve the consent agenda with the abs- abstain of Moncada on consent agenda item number two? So
3: moved. Second.
0: Moved by Alvin, second by Gary. All in favor? Aye. 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 Passes second no. Dash one on Aye. item two. Okay. Next we have the regular agenda items. First is public comment. There's five minutes per person. Comments shall be limited to items that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the council and not posted on the agenda. Are there any public comments for items not on the agenda? Are there any online? Nope. Okay. We're seeing no public comment. We'll move on to item number seven, which is the minute order approving fiscal year 23-24 operation budget amendment number one executive director radio
4: thank you chair follendorf staff is requesting an amendment to the operations budget this amendment totals one hundred and forty one thousand seven hundred seven. um if you'd like to look at the chart on page 74 um, the majority of this amendment is 130000 This is for the purchase of three acres on Airport Way. Um, we have plans to um, build a new transit facility and a COG office. Um, this funding will come from local transportation funding. Um, it's identified on, as the line item is 4468 LTF. The other um, portion of this increase is 11707 um, This is for maintenance. Um, as we're getting um, to the end of the useful life, um, as you are aware, we've had delays in getting our new buses. Um, and as we, you know, take these buses further on past their useful life, we're going to have maintenance issues. Um, we did. We had to replace the injectors. So the 11000 um, is for that. If there are any questions, I'd be happy to answer
0: them. Are there any questions from the board? Okay, I'll just double-check and click lights on. You can leave I just want to make sure I'm not missing anyone, okay. Um, if there's no questions from the board, are there any public comment? Seeing none in the room, are there any online? Oh, okay, we'll bring it back to the board. Is there a motion to approve this agenda item?
2: So moved. Second.
0: Moved by Tim, second by Justin. All in favor? Aye. Right. Right. Passage 7-0. Thank you. <sighs> okay. Next we have item number eight. Cynthia, you're up. Paratransit service Operator, operations contract report.
1: Well, good evening, evening, Madam Chair and board. Cynthia Lawrence, Calaveras Connect Paratransit Services. Um, so just a few little updates um for a fixed route. Um, looks like our numbers went down a little bit, but our dial ride is up, so um people are getting the word and uh using dial ride more often. Um, our Saturday hopper is is a little stagnant. um we were up a little bit more last month, but um, I think we got some events coming up, so that's going to really fuel those that ridership. Um, our recruitment, we have been continually recruiting for drivers. We are uh, short some drivers. Um, I've I've hired a few and they've left and and then interviewed. So it's been a challenge. So if you know anybody, please send them my way. Um, we are on Indeed. We also go through the merchant mercantile or mercantile merchant, um, and then I do some bulletin boards uh, to try and get that going. Uh, now we'll go to the e v uh so on the twenty first uh the e v had a major breakdown um, After some conversations uh with the tech, um, it was determined that there's a possibility that the batteries weren't cooling and also there's an additional issue with an inverter and the inverter um, apparently it's a AC kind of thing it converts um, and so they think that it's all connected um, and so basically what it would do is just completely stop it wouldn't turn off but it would just stop uh, moving forward um, they think that there's wiring they, they're not sure but after a lot of conversations with the techs and stuff, they finally got someone out. They um, arrived today in town, um, and they will be coming to the office tomorrow, so I should know more about what's going on and what the repair is going to look like and how long it'll be down. Uh, but before um, that happened, um, we have over 2,000 miles on it, and we were really using it for ride. It was very helpful, um, especially for some of our larger groups. So so we hope to get that back going.
3: How many miles did you say we're at?
1: A little over two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh and then as you know, we had some uh repairs done. So and Melissa spoke to that. So we got those buses back, so that's good news. <laughs> so um that's all I have. Any questions? The driver positions that a class A required? No, class B. Actually, it can actually be a class C, um, CDL. Um, So if they have it, it's great. If not, we train. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? Thank you. And thank you again. Thanks for letting me go first. (laughs) We'll
0: move on to item nine, which is staff reports. Are there any staff reports? No, nothing Thanks to report. China. Okay. No. And we don't
1: have anything to say in the first
0: meeting? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So with I that, we're adjourned. Oh, sorry. You good? <laughs> okay. okay we'll join our cta and we'll see everyone back on september 6th um for the cta and we'll move move over to the cog and do you need a couple of minutes to transit transition with okay. it sorry, yes.
1: sorry that's
2: here
0: over oh no it's fine i didn't
2: hear and i
0: sorry Not sorry <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Good. Hold on. i got to do something real fast. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. We're now at the Council of Governments for August 2nd, 2023. Um, At this time, we will dive into the Consent Agenda. So, are there any items on the Consent Agenda? Um, that the board members wish to pull? Minutes? Okay. So minute for item number two, are there any other um, items the board wishes to pull? Uh, staff, none. Are there any public comments on the consent agenda? Are there any online? No. Okay. So seeing none to create less confusion for Erin, We'll take three through seven um, in one motion and then we'll come back for two. So is there a motion to approve three, three through seven? So moved. Moved by Alvin, is there a second? Second. Second by Justin, all in favor? Aye. 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 7 <clears throat> So, is there a motion to approve item number two, the minutes from June 7, 2023? So moved. Moved by Alvin, is there a second? Second. Second by Pat. All in favor? Aye. 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 With one abstain, so 6 one Okay. We will move on to the regular agenda. Um, first up is public comment. Are there any public comments for any item not on the agenda? She and none in the room, are there any online? No, there's not. Okay. So based off of the request from staff, um, if it is okay with the board, we're going to move item twelve and thirteen up. Get that okay? Are there any objections? None? Okay. So with that, we will start where the Caltrans report. I did not pay attention to Zoom. Is Marlon on? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Marlon. Yeah. He's still muted, though.
1: Madam
5: Chair, um, apologies. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to get my, my camera on, so I, bear with me for a second here.
0: No worries. We switched it up on you.
5: Yeah, I can't even move my browser for second. Anyhow, I'm going. Wait, I think I got it here. There he is. Okay. All right. Um, hey, Madam Chair, um, Madam Director, Board Members, um, thank you for the time as always. Hope you can hear me. Um, but I'd like to just give a quick update for the board. Um, what I like to start with is um our major statewide initiatives, and right now we are celebrating our 50th anniversary of the Department of Transportation. Um as you probably remember, or maybe not remember, but have uh, heard, we used to be called the Division of Highways. And prior to that, we were the Bureau of Highways as well. So um we've gone through several iterations, but um, we are um, 50 years, basically, as Caltrans um, since 1973. Caltrans is organized. So, I just wanted to share. We've evolved over the years, and we've moved on from the road and vehicular-centric organization to a people-first organization. And we are now guided by our four, our core four foundational principles. Um, I'm sure our director Agar has mentioned this, but Our four foundational principles are safety, equity, climate action, and economic prosperity. And this is part of us rebuilding our state's transportation system to uh, provide multimodal transportation options to everyone to connect rather than divide our neighborhoods and also to ensure that no one is ever left behind. So um, as part of this celebration, we did create a new logo and branding to commemorate the last 50 years um so and we also have a a caltrans history page so um just wanted to share that that is on our caltrans website if you'd like to take a look at that and it it just shows the the path that we've taken um from the past 1895s um is when we began our bureau of highways to today so um, if you'd like further information um that history is on our caltrans website um, but now, I'd like to share with you guys um, some funding opportunities, um, starting with the PROTECT program. Um,
1: and I, I probably mentioned this at last, uh, last
5: month's meeting, but um, we do have a PROTECT call for applications. This is from Federal Highway Administration, and there's $848 million available for this program. It's to strengthen and plan for um, surface transportation to be more resilient to natural hazards, including climate change, sea level rise, flooding, extreme weather events, and other natural disasters. So public agencies, states, uh, metropolitan planning organizations, local governments, regional governments, and also um, tribal agencies, tribal partners, are eligible to apply. Um, And all of this information is on the federal website, which is www.grants.gov. And again, I'm happy to share any additional information that you'd like on this program. Um, And just as an aside, um, we do have two other programs that we're tracking lately. Um, The Federal Aviation Administration Airport Improvement Program. Um, I know there are several smaller airports in Calaveras that may be interested. But there's $2.5 million available for this program. Um, for airport development planning activities. So, I just wanted to share that um, we do have that information on our website as well. And lastly, um, we do have our um, rural surface transportation grant program. Um, and that is from the uh, federal department, USDOT. And um, so, that information is on grants.gov. $675 million available. Um for the uh, rural surface transportation planning grant program. And the deadline is August 21st. So basically um, 19 days from now. So if you're interested, have any questions, thoughts, um feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to share this information. Um lastly, just um as always, um, just wanna thank um Madam Director and her team for uh, the coordination as always on the overall work program. Um, and uh, <laughs> always we look to receive the request for uh, reimbursements um, in a timely manner. And uh, we're currently awaiting the RPA for quarter four. Um, so, with that, um, also congratulations on completion. Of the evacuation grant, um, and I know that's also on the agenda. So, just wanted to congratulate um director on that. Local traffic advisories. There are some um, maintenance surface uh, road surface maintenance work going on uh, on Route 26, and this is going to start actually next week, I, I think on Tuesday, but it's going to be for two months. So. Um, Most of the work is going to be Sunday nights through Friday morning, so basically during the week at night. And We're going to complete this in October of 2023. So this is actually starting in San Joaquin County in London, but it's going to go out to Oak Grove. and we are going to be having flaggers out there and roadside message signs on 26 in San Joaquin and Calaveras to alert motorists of the construction zones. Um, this is both eastbound and westbound 26. You will see some nighttime work going on. And on Route 49, we do have um, some work going on. This is short term, um, but it's a one way traffic control. It's gonna be um, between Viaduct Lane and South Fork um, Oklahoma river. And this is bridge work, but it will be finished on, uh, actually it will be finished on Friday. So um, just be aware that work will be happening on 49 for about two days. So that concludes my updates. I'm happy to take any questions, comments, concerns. Um, thank you for the time, Madam
2: Chair.
1: Tim. Marlon, this is Tim. I wanted to thank you for reaching out to
2: Melissa after the last meeting and letting us know that uh, the pass was being opened. Much appreciated.
3: You're welcome. That's
0: okay.
3: Hi, Marlon. How are you tonight? Good, good. Thank good. you. Hey, I, I want to thank you very much for the uh, four way stop sign on Burson Road and Highway 12. Uh, thank you for listening and you and Dennis and your staff and doing the, the work that was necessary um, to have the information to put that in there so thank you very much and i've got nothing but uh, good remarks from it especially the people that live there um, with the number of um, accidents that have happened there so thank you very much thank, thank you thank you. you
0: are there any other board questions no? that no okay thank you marlon as always we appreciate you being here
5: Thank you, I appreciate
0: your time. Okay, we'll move on to county and city reports. Robert? Good evening.
2: Good
6: afternoon. You may have seen some of the uh, press releases or at least some of the activity going on, but the heavy work is starting on Wagon Trail. The Native American cultural work has been um, I can't say it's completed because they still need to do monitoring and so forth, but they're pretty much out of the way with the resources and the and the, the resources and the features that were in the way have been recovered, relocated so forth. So now the contractor has a fair amount of area to work. One area that they will not be able to work this year, but they will be working on next year is the wall that's going to be built, um, by by Nassau Creek. So aside from that, They have a pretty large area to be working in. That's progressing. Phase two is progressing also. The uh, permission to enter letters are being prepared. I believe they'll be, be sending those out shortly to the landowners. One of the things that we are trying to do the best that we can is make sure that the area is studied and reviewed so that we don't have the same types of problems with the cultural artifacts in the way of construction like we had for phase one. So that's phase two work. That's gonna be ongoing here. Um, Marlon mentioned protect grant. We've been keeping an eye on that. And the design team is trying to get our, get the county in a position to be able to submit the uh, grant application the next go round with the protect grant having good information regarding uh, at least some preliminary plans will be in place um, so that is going on there last week, Melissa and I attended a a, a Caltrans meeting it was a partnership meeting and our quarterly partnership meeting and and there were many many more things that were discussed more than, than Marlon brought up, but let me bring up a couple of them. They're working on that Highway Twelve Twenty Six little portion in front of the um, shopping center. They have plans of eventually putting the uh, um, a stoplight or a, a signal in that intersection. Yeah. Okay.
3: Is that not further down, though, in front of Marvell? Yeah, in front uh, of Marvell. So it's not at that intersection. It's, it's in front of Marvell and the fire station. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. And one of the interesting things that they mentioned,
6: as far as that project is concerned, is with the crosswalks, they're going to try to do additional lighting so that they, and they're also doing something with the timing
3: so that... So the fire station can have access in, when there's an emergency. And the crosswalk situation is for the, the, the uh, mobile home park across the street there, if people are having trouble trying to cross when they're trying to walk there back and forth, so yeah.
6: So we'll see that that one, my understanding is that they're working on that Uh, as we speak, you know, they're getting that going. During that meeting, I took the opportunity to ask the safety folks there to take a look at that Double Springs yield the way it is, that whole stretch there is within Caltrans right of way, and I wanted them to see if maybe we could get that change to a stop, and start helping that situation there on Double Springs. So those are the things, there's quite a bit more
3: going on, but, but. you, you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean I, you, you're talking about the yield sign?: Yes. Changing that to a stop sign instead of the yield that it is. Right. I told
6: them that it's really difficult to get across from Global Springs. You almost have to be looking backwards, and that's the cars are coming along pretty fast, so it, it makes it hard to navigate that little intersection. So that's, uh, that's what I wanted to report. Are there any questions?
0: Any questions, Gary?
3: You mentioned the wall and not being able to start on the wall until next year. Is there a time frame, a length of time that we have set to to construct that wall? Is it is it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? Is it going to withhold construction from that point going towards Caltrans bridge that they're going to be putting in? The
6: the way that they're going to be operating and moving earthwork they're going to be working on either side of where that wall is going to be built. They're going to build some sections up, some fill areas, but they will be working towards Appaloosa, towards the bridge, Correct. and they will also be working towards Pool Station, and they have their, um, how do I say it, their route for moving dirt and their haul routes and all that kind of stuff. The last thing that will be left is just that middle section where the wall's gonna be built next year constraints there of course permitting when the permit allows us to get into that creek area correct. and so forth but, but that do we have a length of time do you know of how what, many days it should take us to build the wall correct I don't have that right now but I could
3: get can that you, for you. next meeting can you give yeah. us that information I'd like to know how long it's going to take because that's a critical point I know we can work on either side of it but it's going to be a critical <laughs> point of completing and then going into phase two because the are station, and where the bridge where Cal join on, so yeah.
6: yeah. I'll tell you how many days it'll take to build the wall. All right. Okay. You. You're welcome. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there any other board questions? Okay. Thank you, Robert.
6: Thank you. Hey, Robert.
0: Thank you. And City of Angels, Rebecca, you're up.
1: Mm-hmm. Where is she at?
0: Mm-hmm. Madam
4: Chair. Huh? Did you say Rebecca? Yeah. um yeah, Can know. we start with Aaron? Yes. Thank sorry. you. <laughs> well, Rebecca's not. Here. Well, city she's right. city. We oh.
0: city county
4: report.
0: Oh, no, no, no. She's not. She's here for the evacuation. I know, but the city is Rebecca Cowan here for the city oh, report. Oh, well, I thought you were talking
2: about this
0: no No. She's not. here That's. I'm sorry. I know. I should have been <laughs> Rebecca Cowan <Callen> for <laughs> city report. Sorry. Uh, I knew you. that. Yes.
3: Okay, so no city report. Okay, with that.
2: Oh, it oh, we do to there in the we've been concentrating on the park. Mike Mike. Thanks, Susan. Um we've been concentrating on the park and getting that cleaned up. Um Ghost Canyon looks pretty amazing. The light in your you can see it right now. There's the foundations that were out there for um, for supporting the, some of the structures that were there. So moving on to the next phases of that so that's kind of what we've really been concentrating on and cleaning up after all the storms and stuff so yeah yeah oh i do have one more thing uh august 19th is the caltrans cleanup i believe at the fairgrounds from eight to noon appliances tires without rims i forget it's on the city webpage
7: also
0: okay and we will move Real quick. back up.
7: I can put on my City of Angels camp hat and say, City Angels camp is finally able to start their citywide striping um, and re-signing project. They finally got the Caltrans authorization for that. Oh, awesome.
0: And we approved
2: signage last night also.
3: Excellent.
2: Yes, that was a mention.
7: Okay.
0: Thank you,
3: Rebecca. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Other... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the confusion, everyone. <laughs> I was thinking, should... yeah, anyways. Uh, Okay, we'll jump back up to the agenda item number nine, which is the draft Calvary County evacuation and access need assessment and preparedness plan presentation. So I will start with Anne, and then we will go to Rebecca. <laughs> Good. Anne, you're up.
4: <laughs> um, so the board awarded a contract for the evacuation needs assessment and preparedness plan in December of 21. AND WORK began IN JANUARY 22. TONIGHT WE HAVE A PRESENTATION OF THE DRAFT EVACUATION ACCESS NEEDS ASSESSMENT AND PREPAREDNESS PLAN um, BY DUBERRY ENGINEERS, REBECCA Nealon WILL BE HERE. Um, THE COUNTY AND CITY HAVE BOTH REVIEWED AND PROVIDED COMMENTS ON THIS DRAFT PLAN AND BOTH THE CITY AND COUNTY ARE SUPPORTIVE OF COG STAFF MOVING FORWARD TO PURSUE GRANT um, FUNDING FOR A Calaveras COUNTY EVACUATION PLAN. Um, AND WITH THAT BEING SAID, I will INTRODUCE REBECCA. <laughs>
0: Neland of Duverry
7: Engineers. (laughs) Thank you, Erin. And thank you all for the opportunity to kind of introduce you to the plan um, before it gets released for public circulation and anybody has comments. The first thing I'm going to say is I've tried to come up with a better title. Um, It's sort of impossible. Uh, The title is very appropriate for what it is. It is not an evacuation plan. It's an evacuation needs assessment. So we're trying to figure out the how, how are the transportation facilities? You know, What are the hazards that would limit evacuation? So it's a first step in an evacuation plan. Oh, and I have the power here. There we go. Okay, so we started with the project advisory committee, and you can see there's a, a very large number of groups throughout the county, um, and these members would receive regular updates as components of the plan were ready for draft review, and comment and we had uh, several meetings with this team. Whoops. All right, so the basic elements of the plan is we wanted to know where are hazards that would prevent evacuation. Uh, We really wanted to understand the roads that people are using. What are the routes everybody's taking to get out of the county? Uh, Where are flood hazards? Um, Man, I'm really glad I know these slides because I can't really read it from here. Oh, I have it here, I can flip it, but um, thank you, Erin. Just create a forum for stakeholder collaboration, get all of these groups talking and get the community thinking about it. All right, so the things that we found are there really are limited sort of universal evacuation plans for the county. We found several small uh, evacuation plans. Um, They're not really well available to the community to review. while there is a good county notification system, only about 50% of the residents are using it, there's a lot of platforms that they're using um, for, to get, em- get information about emergencies. And uh, really, residents are unaware of where to go to get information, what are the resources that are available. Okay. Oh, good that I have slides. <laughs> so what we accomplished, One thing I thought was, I didn't expect this at the beginning, but we developed hazard planning zones, because you have areas like Highway 49, which has a wonderful evacuation route in it, and then you have Sheep Ranch, Mountain Ranch, they don't have wonderful evacuation routes. And so we divided the county up into, I think it was five or six zones, and each of those zones will be uh, needs to have a different consideration in an evacuation plan. Um, So you'll see those zones outlined in the report, how many residents, um, how many miles of road they have. So just kind of understanding the different zones and those need to be treated differently as we move forward with an evacuation plan. We started to initiate community discussions about evacuation needs. You know, I live in a very similar area and it's very easy to go, I'll think about that later. It's not happening right now. You know, if a big fire happened, then everybody starts to think about it. So it's good to get conversations going and forcing people to kind of start to think about it. And um, we ca- quantified the risk levels for the infrastructure, and that means bridges and roads, um, and as well as the communities. What are the risk levels of the various communities? We identified the priority roadways that residents are currently using when they leave the county. Um, and we provided some recommendations for infrastructure improvements. So the real purpose of this plan is uh, there's a few multiple things going on, but determine the infrastructure and community risk levels, identify projects to improve transportation resiliency, and pursue grants and prioritize funding. So we get a lot of initial comments are, well this doesn't really talk about evacuations. And these really are the three purposes of this plan. This plan is needed for, you know, Caltrans mentioned that protect. Program. This plan is needed to apply to that program. So there's a lot of funding that's available. You need this plan to uh, begin those applications. So one thing I wanted to mention is while the highways are the obvious, everybody uses the highways to get around, there are a lot of county roads, county and city roads that residents are using um, to bypass the highways or to get to the highways, and so those local roads um, get as much attention as the highways in this plan. All right, so to put the plan together, there was really two inputs. The first one is the calculation of risk methodology. Um, And risk is really a function of vulnerability and criticality. And vulnerability is a function of exposure and sensitivity. And while I, under, I understand those words individually, to explain them is a little bit difficult. So on the slide, there's some examples of what exposure is and what sensitivity is, as well as what criticality is. So all those pieces go together um, to assess the risk level of infrastructure and communities. And then the second input is the community involvement. You know, the project advisory committee we had. We had a, a lot of community outreach in getting all of their um, uh, comments and thoughts on what the priorities are and what the hazards are. So we had, um, as I said, the project advisory committee. We had two interactive online surveys. I love the graphic on the upper right-hand side because the survey had a, a map function. We, had, we did the survey twice um, with the same map and we allow residents or survey takers to drop pins on the map to tell us where they think certain hazards are. And this is an example of one of the surveys and you can see we got pins all over the map. Um, Between the two surveys we had 342 residents and first responder comments and we had 754 locations of concern identified on just the two maps, so pretty effective outreach. We had two community meetings, one online and one in person. Um, And then, as you know, I love farmer's markets. We had a farmer's market informational booth. One of them, we had a QR code to the survey, so we're handing out, um, getting people to take that survey. We also helped the COG to get a Nextdoor account, um, which we could post the survey onto Nextdoor, and it goes to lots of communities. Um, And we've had tremendous response using that Nextdoor um, outreach. I forget how many, oh. We had all the survey takers, um, you know, 342 surveys. It'd be unheard of to have a community meeting where we had 742 participants. So pretty phenomenal uh, way to get out to the community. All right, so here's... Without getting into too much detail, here's a couple examples of graphics that you'll find in the reports. We have the risk level of the roads, um, and some roads have higher risks than others, as well as the communities. You can see that bright purple in the middle, and that would be the Sheep Branch area, a very high-risk community for a number of factors. And then we have bridges, and they're all evaluated for uh, risk level as well. All right. So, out of that, this report, and this is just one um, example from the report. There's a lot more information in the report, but this is one of the sets of project recommendations. And each of these diamonds is an area that uh, needs defensible space clearing. On either the green are on the highways, and the yellow are on the county roads. Kind of the purpose of this, that FEMA money that we keep hearing about, the hazard mitigation program money, it needs to know specific areas, square footage, you know, it needs this kind of level of detail to be able to go apply for those funds. Also, by putting all of these projects into the report, whenever a project pops up, you can go to the report and say, oh, yes, and it's number 36 on the, the um needs assessment plan, so it's already identified in a plan. It helps to bolster the argument for funding that project. Oh, and you can see all the numbers of projects that are listed on the side. This is one thing we're hoping to get with Community to Comment, is any projects that we might have missed is to get those added into this report. All right, so we listed tons of projects, and we drilled down and created fact sheets for six. Focus projects. Um, so the first page is Wagon Trail, that we all know and love. Um, the graphic on the side showed the percentages of residents that are using each roadway to leave the county. You can see 25% of the residents are using Highway 4 to exit the county, whereas 27% are using 26 to exit the county. And then the percentages on the other legs. Um, and it has already been commented that the Angels Camp um, headed east, southeast, um, is showing as a 5%. We know that that road has an enormous amount of traffic on on it, but the actual, the traffic that is residents leaving the county is that 5%. Lots of traffic moving through the county every day for lots of purposes, but as far as residents leaving, um, they, only 5% are choosing to go that way. The, The rest are using the other routes. Are we okay? see eyebrows.
3: Okay. It's a reason for that 5 There's reasons for that 5% going that way though. So okay. versus going down four point five percent Yeah, we've had some conversations about okay, some bridges, some bridges that are over there. That, yeah. So anyway, okay.
1: The percentages, that's normal traffic, not ex- evacuation traffic? It's, uh,
7: so you don't ever know exactly where the fire is going to come from. So to try and set up a traffic scenario model where, where are people going for evacuation. But I know if I was going to evacuate, I would take the roads that I take normally. I would go east or west.
1: But which this we, is just normal daily people is leaving the county and which routes are using to leave the county?
7: Precisely, oh. precisely. <clears throat> and it was interesting when you run the model if you're if you leave the county by five miles or if you leave the county by 60 miles the routes change so if you have residents taking longer dis- longer distance trips to leave the county highway four is the clear priority road but when you shorten that um to 10 miles out of the county the numbers start to spread out a little bit it was a really interesting exercise but for sure those two are the main main roads for people leaving And then the fact sheet on the right-hand side is an example of the fact sheets we created for the six projects that we identified. So you'll see six of these fact sheets in the report. And the projects that are on those fact sheets, wagon trail right at the top, and these are in no particular order. Um, The next project is shoulder widening on Highway 49 between basically San Andreas and Angel's Camp. It was amazing how much traffic comes down and uses that piece of road to get other roads. It really is kind of the only middle connection through the county. So that piece of road is used by anybody, more or less, leaving the county. Very large traffic volume on it. So the purpose of that project was just to widen the shoulder. There's some locations where you get to the stripe and then the road ends and you've got a a steep slope. So that project would just be to put a sufficient shoulder on the side of the road so if a vehicle were to break down, it wouldn't block the entire roadway. The next project is the Foundry Lane-Greenhorn Creek Road extension. Foundry Lane um, is coming off Highway 4 and would go up and connect to Highway 49, just below Capello. And then the Greenhorn Creek extension was discussed. And at the time, you know, fire evacuation wasn't as big of a concern as it is now. Um, But it is obviously becoming much more of a concern. So this would take Greenhorn Creek Road across Finnegan, past the sewer plant and connect to um, Highway 49. So it would essentially be a little bypass of 49 for Angel's Camp. Um, the next project would be defensible space clearing on Highway 4 between Arnold and Murphy's. Uh, there's lots of defensible space clearing that needs to happen in the county, but that piece has an enormous amount of traffic that needs to, That that's our only option to exit the county is to go down Highway 4. So that's why that was a priority. And the next two are related to uh, more sort of planning type work, but having a unified notification system. And then the community outreach that's needed to make sure that the community understands this is your go-to notification system. And then the last one would be a countywide evacuation plan. And again, community outreach to help all residents understand this is your plan, here's the information um, that you need. All right, whoops, Skip my slide. There we go. Okay, so the plan is ready for um, being posted to the community. Um, The plan will be available on the project website, calaverasready.com. I just checked it. Just this month alone, it's had about 470 hits to the site. Obviously, they're not all residents looking for things related to the plan, but it's interesting to know that the site is getting a lot of web traffic um, and the whole the plan is there. There's a number of attachments to the plan, technical studies that support it. Those are all available as well on the website, and a wonderful comment box where people can enter comments. So comments can be provided through the website, and notices will be published in local newspapers on social media, next door, and Facebook, um, emailed to all participants of the program of the plan to date, and um, posted on city and county websites. All right. And with that. Does anybody have any questions about the plan? Him, Dustin, have Actually, you have your light
0: on? No, she no? Answered the
1: question. Yeah, okay, I know
0: gay guys, so we'll jump to gay.
3: <laughs>
7: it's okay.
1: Um, I, I
3: have a lot of comments on this, and, and I think over the course of the past winter, um, it exposed a lot of things in a mm-hmm. little part of the county that needed attention. And routes getting in and out of areas such such as Lockingtona and Rancho Calaveras. Mm -hmm. Many people were having to go all the way down Burson Road and cutting over Olive Orchard Road just to get home. They were cut off several times by Evans Road on Highway Twelve, and then um, down by the golf course, and even um, Double Spring, not Double Spring, Cosco Creek. Uh, on the highway, it was this close to going over by Zippy Mart. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a bunch of exposures there that aren't reflected in here for emergency evacuations because there were emergency evacuations twice in the mobile home park there, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the 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 uh, Valley Springs proper was on the verge of being told to evacuate too at a certain time. But it reflects low on all of this pages that I see that zoning is low. But I think it exposed some of the things that weren't, when this was being prepared, wasn't shown Mm -hmm. that could happen there. Um, so I think that needs to be reflected here. And I think some of the routes that you're showing major highway routes, which I don't disagree with you, but in a time of evacuation and people are trying to get out, they're looking for the shortest distance, especially if they live here and they know mm-hmm. the other roads versus those highways to get out of there mm-hmm. or even get to that highway, because those are gonna be packed mm-hmm. um, and there are two lane highways yep. all through here. I think widening is correct. I think that's gonna help at some point um at least getting around things that at least trying to get the traffic flow even you know um having fire department or the sheriff's office or chp out there maybe directing that two lane highway at both lanes going one way to get out Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot of things in here that i have comment that i will put in comment on it has to do with the lower end of the county again while this was being prepared the exposure down there was not reflected or was being even thought about at the time Um, so
7: did you see the exhibit that had everywhere that the hundred year fema hundred year floodplain crossed a road
3: yes you and saw you, that well, yeah and these and that that the sites that you're mentioning you were mentioned? 20 less than 20 like 2006 and then this year in 2023 so it's like 17 year span but it doesn't mean coming with climate change as they say that in the coming years we may see even more or higher flooding down there mm-hmm. that we really need to reflect in here and i think uh, fema's hundred year plan is going to be changing here relatively soon based on some of the information that they received in all of the flooding in california Mm -hmm. over the course of the last year Mm -hmm. so but i think um some of it i know we're trying to get this plan finalized and the funding out there we have
4: time and and i think we can meet with the new oes director with the county um he's been very receptive so i don't know if you want to um send your comments through him, or do you want to send them to me and we can...
3: I, I will send them through you Perfect. so you're aware of, of, yes. aware of them since this is planted from COG and then you can share yep. the information with him. The other thing is, given the fact that we did have the extensive room and we don't know how it's gonna happen. I know we went through drought period, you don't know what's gonna happen in the future. There's an extensive amount of fire hazard out there right now. Um, and there I experienced a fire going through that area down there in area mm-hmm. and through there. And there was a bunch of evacuations going on there and people didn't know at that time, didn't know what to do, where to go. I think that was like 2007 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fire hazards, if you drive through that area and I do every day, um, are extensive mm-hmm. um, due to the fact of the high amount of rain and being able to have the evacuation routes, Someone can look on or even um, get notification on their cars. Now we have computers and cars, and it shows routes that you can mm-hmm. go and do. I think it's very critical that that's in this plan. I those agree. People down there. I agree.
7: Okay. Definitely.
3: Okay.
7: Thank you.
0: Uh, are there any other board members that have any comment? None? Okay. Um, I have a couple questions. To Gary's point about the fires, um, I noticed that Parrots Bay was not highlighted very well on the map. Um, Oh, Parrots Bay? The Parrots Bay bridge or road. Um, And then. The same thing with the flooding down, especially in my district with cop- with copper, um, bridge washouts, using alternative routes. And I don't think at the time when we were collecting, we had that information. So if there's a way to get the lower right. county, um, just like Gary was talking about, Burston and Valley Springs, the same for that area. Um, I think even Hunt Road, um, Milton flooded, um, but capture that into it as well. Um, The other question I had is we showed the volume of cars going out, but did we, was there any study on the volume of cars coming in? So for example, we had the Aurora fire and the Washington fire at the same time that created a bottleneck not only for calaveras county but tuolumne evacuation as well because they closed steveno steveno was only allowed to come into calaveras county calaveras couldn't go the opposite because of the fire um have we considered those um, like an incident within an incident issue with bridges and the other counties having to evacuate into ours if we're having
7: an emergency as well no, but the evacuation plan will have a very large traffic analysis component to it. Okay. This one was not a large traffic analysis um, study, but the evacuation plan, absolutely, in multiple scenarios will need to be run um, and evaluating what okay. to do with those. I okay. um, so was just thinking of that 5%. I still think that 5% is pretty low. It
0: is. But it it's is. not reflecting... Pay, it, pay a lot of people coming down yes. for jumping over paid pay, and then on the road yeah. but i was thinking the opposite direction too a lot of people coming from tuolumne mm-hmm. to calaveras um
7: yep that wasn't the commun- there is a lot of commute okay. traffic on highway 49 absolutely okay um it's a very important road um and
0: then were dam breaks considered in this as an emergency? No, it was not. Are you thinking of you? If there were the dam fix, Oh, uh, <laughs>
7: that was a Caltrans comment actually, is that they do dam breach scenarios a lot and said that they had all kinds of resources to run uh, that analysis and that local training and could they be more of a partner in these types of plans? And I thought that was a wonderful idea because they do have a lot of resources. Um they get overlooked sometimes.
0: Uh I was just thinking more up the hope, but if there's a way to bring in and recognize dam breaks Mm -hmm. um in the county as well.
2: Huh? Like Hunter Ross reservoir. Yeah, Hunter Ross. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but not just that, but if, there's, if it does break, where is the evacuation? You know, what is the radius of where the—because if you're in Arnold, you're not going to be coming down the hill because the, you're going to be going the opposite. So you're going to be taking Summit Road or you're going to be taking Sheep Ranch. That was more of my thought. I know they have, yeah. you know, what the scale is, but where the road going to, what road we're going to potentially take. Well, taking. If the was
2: to fail, it would be very interesting to see what would happen downstream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on page nine, the map that you put up of the county, is there any way to get that zoomed in a little bit more? Zoomed in a little more? Yeah. Like to look at more. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Um. If I wanted to have a little red dot, right. Pete nine. Oh, you're on.
1: You're on to the beach. Oh, I'm going. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm, I'm studying. Okay, there was
7: no map. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's see. <laughs> I kind of. Want, I want to see where some of these other little dots are. Were
2: these the bridges?
0: Uh, no, the docks no, were traffic from a survey. One way,
7: in and out. Yeah. And that is hopefully larger in this plan. They are. So in the plan. Yeah,
0: yeah that one. It's only one of that Yeah. That we can get a bigger clock. I don't know how to. Okay, thank you. Oh, that was all I had. Just... Yeah, just make it bigger. Um. Are there any other comments questions?
3: No, yeah, I have a complaint. No. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures that are provided in here.
7: In the presentation?
3: Yes, and not in your presentation, but in the, our packet. Oh, the there. packet. How come we have a picture of fallen dorks cattle on the one and then Amanda's pregnant heifer on the other one? And we don't have any pictures of district You know,
7: I, we can that. fix that.
3: You a chair, right? <laughs>
0: you that not pregnant. They're, They're good just... pictures. God. He's, He's joking. Know, I
3: know. I know.
0: Um, there's a backstory on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, is there any other board questions for Rebecca? or comments. Okay, I do need to open it up to public. So are there any public online? No, there is not. Um, and she and none in the room. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's a good job. Um, so with that, we need to adopt it or just moving on until the next public. Okay. We're just opening okay. it up for comment
4: for the next 30 days. Um, I did want to thank Rebecca and her team. Um, we had great intentions um, for the outreach, but I think some of you remember there were so many winter storms. We kept having to cancel the in person. So her team um, shifted gears and got all the resources and technical um, support to do the online um, comments and I think that really worked out in our favor and I think we got a lot more um, input. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Okay, we'll move on to item 10 then designation of a voting delegate on the California Association of Council of Government, CalCOG, governing council. I will turn it over to the executive director. Thank you, Chair Fallendorf.
4: Um, as you stated, um, we're requesting um, the council um, designate a voting delegate to represent COG on the California Associate Association of Council of Governments. Um, if the if the council wishes to appoint someone, historically it has been the chair. Um, through COVID, we haven't had a um, appointee. Um, participating, It was through COVID and everyone was really busy. Um, so now they've contacted me. They haven't um, specified when the fall meeting um, will be or where it will be. Um, so there's time if the council didn't want to take action today, um, but if they did and wanted to set that up and give authorization for compensation, um, if the meeting happens um, in person, um, I'd be happy to answer any questions.
0: Alvin, oh, Gay.
3: Yeah, I I think we can go forward, I'm willing to go forward with that setting it up, but without a date, it's gonna be very difficult for a lot of us to be able to even commit to something right now until we have a confirmed date on it. But to set it up and get the compensation thing, and I'm open to that.
4: Okay, so you wanna wait for appointing someone
3: I, I would okay. just unless anybody else does, I, I just think it's very difficult, I think, for city members and the county members. Okay. That be able it to- would just be
4: one appointee. Yeah. One appointee. Usually it's been the chair, but I'll wait till they advertise the meeting and the date and location and I'll bring it back to the
3: council. Yeah, unless Amanda wants to be- no,
0: I'm a little worried about it too because I'm looking at the calendar. There's LACO, O C O C, and CSAC. I know the city has the league. Yeah. Um, and so I think it might be better and then that way if there's an opportunity for a community member, you know, I think we all, there's a lot of things going on in a couple months. I think it would be better. Then that way, if we need to, we can do a second. If something happened, can we yep. do that? A, we do a, a, yes, you can have an One alternate. and an alternate? Yes. Okay. Yes. No problem. I will bring that back to the council. Okay.
1: okay.
0: Thank you. Okay well next is item number 11
3: do do we all agree on that
0: yeah i think there was a consensus it was just (laughs) do you want to the game?
3: no i just (laughs) want to make sure everybody agreed what we were talking about (laughs) when it is
0: okay Okay, uh, next is item number 11 regional surface transportation program Executive Director Radrow.
4: Thank you, Chair Fallendorf. I wanted to bring this item forward, um, one, to give the council an update on our RSTP programming, um, and then second, um, get possible direction. Um, First, I wanted to start, approximately every four years, the COG facilitates a call for projects, um, making RSTP funding available. Staff identifies um, these estimates based on estimates of previous years. If you wanted to look on page 229 of the packet, the top chart is the 2014 call for projects and the 2017 call for projects. There's currently only four projects open. You've got the Murphy's Grade Road project that's still open, the county roadway sign reflectivity, the Valley Springs School, and the Angels SR-49 sidewalk fill. Those remaining balances total 469. Um, I've communicated with both city and county on those projects. Um, I think two at the city will be closing within the next three months. Um, The county is currently um, working on the Valley Springs School. Um, The next chart identifies the RSTP programming that was just approved by the board in December um, that funding totals eight hundred and ninety two we programmed seven hundred and twenty eight to projects and then we left 164 um, for contingencies or possible project overruns i've I've put up on the um, Sorry, screen right here. We currently have a fund balance in the RSTP fund of 1.6 million. Um, We just received a new apportionment. This apportionment for 22, 23 came in a lot higher than I anticipated. Um, This is close to $600,000. Once I subtract the liabilities or obligations, you know, our reserve fund, the remaining balance on that call, the new call for projects, the 164, and then I took out annually, 200,000 has been apportioned to COG, but I think that's why this remaining balance in the fund of 539 is so high. One is because of the interest that we've been accruing on this fund over the years, and COG doesn't always take the 200,000. So we've been taking, you may remember last year, we took 64,000 for that fiscal year. Um, So this leaves a balance of 539,922. In my staff report, I've included a couple of options. Um, This is um, the council's discretion, um, a supplemental call for projects, a wagon trail realignment shortfall to contribute this funding to our regional project, um, we can put it in a reserve fund. Um, I really wouldn't recommend that. That's a bad signal to the state. Here we go through a, a federal exchange to exchange federal dollars into state dollars to make it cleaning, cleaner and um, easier to spend. So I don't recommend putting it in a reserve Um, or this would set a precedent um, is a one-time distribution to the local jurisdictions that they could use for streets and roads maintenance um, that would be distributed distributed on a um, maintained miles uh, methodology i'd be happy to answer any questions kim had his hand up
1: If we allocate the funds to Wagon Trail, does that hurt us or does that send a message that this is serious to us and
2: we really want? There you
4: go. Okay. There you go, you hit it on the head. Okay. That's exactly. We are a regional agency. It is your responsibility on this board to keep our regional projects moving forward i think that would be a great signal Um, we all have been aware from the updates from the county Um, they couldn't um, control this overrun Um, it couldn't be uh, forecasted Um, they're working really hard um, with caltrans um, and the cog um, to close this gap so that that would be my recommendation and thank you tim that's perfect alan
2: Um, I'm on board with what Tim just said one hundred percent. I think it's a shows a good gesture and it's something that needs to happen in the county and get finished and this we have a little extra money to put at it and it benefits all of the county coming up now.
0: Yes. Okay.
3: You know where I'm at. One hundred percent. Let's get it done.
0: Yes. And any other comment from the board? No. Okay, I got to open it to public comment. Are there any public comments on this discussion? Not seeing any in the room? Are there any online? No. Okay, we'll bring it back to the board. So um, we do need a motion. Well, I think it's just direction.
4: What okay. I will bring back to the board is the programming in, you know, in the funding uh, charts that I usually bring in the staff report. So I wanted to get the direction, the input from the council. Now that I have that, I will bring the item back in September for your approval.
0: Okay, everybody good? Everyone nodding their head? Okay, awesome. Then... We've already completed 12 and 13. So we will jump to item number 14, which is council report. So I will start with Tim. Justin. Isabel. Nothing to report. Pat. Nothing to
1: report.
0: Gay. No. Okay. Alvin.
2: Um, I need to add to the, um, City report, yep. I forgot about it. Um, the environmental review is done for the Angels Creek Trail and the hub facility. So that is on the webpage right now too. So that was also a big check off last night at the meeting. Sorry, I'm getting it all together here slowly. So, but yeah, that was a big thing last night too.
0: And I have nothing to report. So we'll go to staff. And
4: I have nothing additional to report to the end report I had
0: in the packet. Okay. Good. Anne? No.
4: Melissa? Yes. So staff (laughs) is starting uh, to work on our regional transportation improvement plan. Um, This is due to Caltrans in December. it should be fairly easy because our number one project will be wagon trail and you may remember we've advanced our shares to the project so this report will just be identifying our shares that we have advanced um, and highlight our project Um, the other thing i would like to report um, staff along with county public work staff will be meeting with caltrans district 10 Caltrans headquarters and CTC staff on Monday afternoon um, to discuss um, issues that we're having with the wagon trail. So I hope in September, we have some good news to report. Yes, good. And thank I'd you guys for all for your commitment
3: to the. Sorry, good. I... Okay. According to Robert's report though, with the cultural artifacts being kind of out of the way, unless we unearth something else again, that it should be a very good meeting going forward. In...
4: Definitely should be a very good meeting, and when he was saying um, we've spent so much time on these cultural issues, they've cleared the cultural for the next phase. So once we hit that phase, we'll be free and clear. So, so.
1: there's no chance of cultural oh,
4: We have minimized it as much as possible. we not sure they do. Yeah, well, we give them the opportunity to go through and look for them. And so we have done that.
3: Yes. Correct, but you, but you never know. We unearthed a, a city with, that's why we're building the walls. You just never know. But yeah. but yeah, but it looks like at least they've gone forward for the remainder of phase one. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty much cleared out, unless we unearth something um, tragically that w- we should be set up to go. And I think that's a good thing for CTC and Galpound. Yeah. Yes. So-
0: Okay, we have one last item. So before we go into closed session, um, we do need to go through uh, public comment. So we will be going into closed session um, for um, a public employee performance evaluation pursuant to government code section 54957 title executive director and be conference with labor negotiator pursuant to government code section 54957.6, agency designation representative, board chair, myself, and unrepresented employee, the executive director. So at this time, are there any public comments for the closed session item? So seeing none in the room, are there any online? Right. And then Monica, I have a question. Can we close out the closed session and report out at the next meeting? Are you okay with that? We should have out at the next meeting. That's fine. That is an option under the burnout. Okay. So with that, we will give, um, we'll take a break to allow the room to clear and get ready for closed session. Thank you.